Hi guys, welcome to Conversations with Minnie Badu. I'm Chris, also known as Chris No Tucker on most social media platforms. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So when did you first realize you were passionate about tech? For a while now. Um, I would definitely say, I guess I would say when I first got my first uh, video game system, which was the Nintendo Entertainment System with the cartridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so bad. Like me and my cousin. Do you still have it? Nah, like, sorry. I do not have wow. that. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, me and my cousin used to like always get together. We played this game called, uh, I, want, I think it was a racing game. If I'm not mistaken, it was called Top Gun. It was a racing game. I mm-hmm. sucked so bad at it, but because I suck at all <laughs> racing games. But like that was one game <laughs> we played like Mario, the classic Mario game. So it's, and then, and I will definitely say, I guess my first computer too. Um, I actually cried when my dad gave our computer away. <laughs> I remember that. So yeah, I'll definitely say a computer. When we got our first computer, my dad gave it away. I was like, I'm connected to this. And yeah, this was part of me. So after that, it just kind of mm-hmm. like video gaming and technology has been my passion. What was your first computer? Oh, I think it was a gateway. We still have the monitor, but wow, it was a gateway okay. computer and the monitor. Yeah, we still have that monitor. Um, I used to play The Sims and all that on it, but yeah, it was a gateway computer. The monitor <laughs> is still like working. Um, but yeah, that was my first computer. I don't know which model it was. It was so old. No, it was a gateway. It was compact. It's a compact. Compact, yes. wow. No, no HP okay. bought out compact. So yeah, it was a compact. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why do you consider yourself to be bad at race car games a racing game so I said I would never tell this story but I just <laughs> suck at racing game and even like driving I'm not the best driver in the world I got a Camaro I don't know why I even got that car I never park it right because it's so big um, you have a Camaro yeah so <laughs> I don't park it right DJ. what <laughs> <laughs> just picturing you getting in and out of that Camaro yeah so I have a Camaro and I just like really suck at driving um, mm-hmm. and then even when I got my driver's license test I, I shouldn't have gotten that the lady was my cousin but <laughs> <laughs> wow. so I looked up but yeah um, I just suck at racing games I think that for me they're boring after a while because mm-hmm. I'm just pressing the right trigger or whatnot and going forward or turning. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. So has tech being being in your life given you a different outlook when it comes to being from a small town? It has. From a small country town. Yes, um, I am a country boy at heart. So like fishing. Are you a Gucci boy? I am like. I live like near Charleston um, but yeah I'm a country boy at heart Galagichi <laughs> but um, I would say my perspective around it is like I do look at technology a little bit different than my family even with the whole uh, coronavirus thing going around and the 5G conspiracy 
I see it from a different perspective because like, I do have people <laughs> that like their their country they don't like they don't have an expansive uh, thought process right. and what they, how they look at things and I have to explain certain things or like my family because they're very country they don't look at tech right. the way I look at it so they always hey let me call CJ and let me see what's new or have them help I'm out with a computer um, I've been, right, that's, yeah. that's really interesting because I was going to ask you like, do you feel within your small town that a lot of people come to you for, like, tech advice because you look at it from a different viewpoint? Yeah, they do. Um, my my aunt, she will always call me just to fix something on her computer. Um, even when I was, like, young, I'm talking about in middle school, trying to take a virus off a computer. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, they look to me as that person of if something's going wrong let's take it to CJ or let me ask CJ about this. Um, even with my like work location where I work, they always come to me and say, oh, well, he works there to see if he knows what's coming out. They better pull up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always that person because I study a lot. This is like you say my passion mm-hmm. and this is kind of right. where I want to go. So, yeah. Okay. Well, what inspired you to create a game from scratch? So this game, um, so I went to school when I went my first, was it? Yeah, my first year, no, my second year, because I switched my major. I don't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I started school, I was started as a communication major. I got there, and mm-hmm. as soon as I got, as soon as school started, I went switched to education for whatever reason. And then mm-hmm. I switched to computer science, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is feeling good, and <laughs> then I switched it after that too but I got a computer science because wow. I really wanted to make a video <laughs> game and it just it was this math class that just kind of threw me off so I was like you know what I don't know if you could curse on here but um I don't know you definitely can <laughs> fully gotcha I was like you know what fuck this shit I'm going to uh <laughs> switch my major again because this math class is kicking my ass and I switched right. to back to communication <laughs> so and it, it kind of helped me because like I put communications and technology hand in hand and kind of like do the writing of articles or creating videos for people to you know learn more and kind of even with the education uh, but the video game came from me like loving video games um, the concept and mm-hmm. all that uh, granted I don't know much about coding yet I'm still learning but I'm in the writing process um, yeah. of the story the character art the angle my brother is helping me do the art because he's an artist and my friend he's going to help me write the story and i'm going to do most of the coding i mean granted i know enough coding to get things started um but yeah the whole idea behind it is came from just me loving video games me being passionate and you know wanting to tell a story wanting to create my own world because i am into like I wouldn't say I'm into film as heavy as most people that I follow on Twitter, but I am t- into like creating a world and like creating something. And most of it is like the story would be, it's going to be a superhero type story, but it'll be based on like things I've experienced and things I've seen people experience, but kind of tell that story in a superhero type way. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. It's. I don't know how long it's going to take me because I'll be doing all the coding mm-hmm. myself and and I'm it's like learning like a you a new uh, engine for gaming creation so so you'll be creating and learning as you go yeah so that's going to be interesting so even when like bug fixes okay. and 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time i know i mean i enjoy stuff like that i enjoy mm-hmm. um putting myself out there and people know me know like they know that i love video games and for me to create my own and all that and me to be a streamer now and doing stuff like that, it's interesting and it's fun so With that being said, do you think fully dedicating yourself to this might hinder your personal life? Well, it's kind of personal, I guess I would say, because um, <laughs> this is my life, you know. Outside mm-hmm. of working, I mean, right now since I'm furloughed, I have all the time to create uh, more content and create, like, start writing right. more for this video game. Um, but and be more creative. Yeah, uh, I'm using this time to kind of dive into that. Um, but also, I, I mean, if I was start back working, let's say they say, hey, we're gonna not going to go through the, with the furlough again, um, then I would have to find time to dedicate to it. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, like I said, I stream also. I stream like video games also. So I'm trying to have to find that balance. And it's all about balancing. I don't want to overexert myself, but I want to get this done because this is a project that I've wanted to work on for a while, um, along with like, because it's been a project with this and even writing a, a children's story is something that I want to work on. So like working and trying to do this, I just had to find a balance. I, like I said, I'm not going to overexert myself, but I'm going to put the time in and put the effort in and put the heart into making it happen. Cause I want this game to be released by at least next week, not next week, golly, next year. <laughs> Or even mm-hmm. wow. two years okay. down the line, because I mean, I'm still in the early yeah. process, so I haven't even put a code on like line yet. So everything is still in the early process. But yeah, next year, well, at least you have a foundation. Yeah, and I have a small team. Me, and my brother, me, and my brothers, so mm-hmm. we can make it work. Oh my gosh! Well, I cannot wait to see the finished product. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be fully behind you supporting you. I appreciate it. Of course. So, with you being a big gamer, what is your favorite console to play with? And what do you think of the PS5? Um, Well, my favorite console series I'll do. Everybody know I love Xbox. Um, And Xbox has been... Xbox kind of made gaming what it is for me right now. Um, well, I would say Halo, because when I first got my first Xbox, uh, me and my cousin would play Halo, and we always got stuck on this level. And I was so determined to beat this level. So, and Halo gave me that freedom of expression, freedom of choice. So I was able, like, this is kind of what I would say brought the passion of gaming even more intensely, because I realized I'm more competitive than I. Uh, than I thought I was. I'm very competitive. Um, I even challenge myself, so I always challenge myself in like video games. So Xbox is definitely um, my my go-to console. Will forever be that way because I'm really invested into Microsoft ecosystem. So that kind of plays hand in hand. The PS. Why Microsoft system? Um, I just like Microsoft as a company. Um, if I was to work okay. for like a big tech company, if it was like Google, Microsoft, Apple, and even even if Microsoft said we're mm-hmm. not going to pay you as much as Apple or Google, I would definitely still choose Microsoft. Um, <laughs> and the reason why is because it's, I feel like they are a company that 
has a lot of potential to like they have so many great ideas but mm-hmm. the implementation is always so wrong but it's always so early like and i think of the windows phone um the implementation of the phone like the how most phones now has have no bezels or like very minimal bezels mm-hmm. the windows phone had that or like really good cameras the windows phone had that but mm-hmm. the marketing was bad and it was too early like nobody was ready for like that stuff just yet so i right. think microsoft has a company um granted they're like number one or two i think them and apple are like neck and neck in terms of like i guess money um but i feel like they have so much potential it's just all about piecing it together and i love love seeing like the underdog because people think of well i guess most people our age when they think of computers or mm-hmm. like ecosystem they only see apple um but when you think about it yeah. windows has over 90 percent of the pc ecosystem so when it's all said to done <laughs> when you say like PC ecosystem, or you know the listeners that are not so the really the market that. share, like PC, mm-hmm. basically runs the market share. So they have like over ninety percent of the market share when it comes to uh, computers. Um, so I mean, there's right. still more people, and it's more because of affordability. Like you can get a PC, kind of like an Android phone. You get an Android phone phone at reasonable prices, whereas like an iPhone. Granted, mm-hmm. you can't get an iPhone for 400 bucks, the the new SE. Um, but mm-hmm. like you have so many different choices with Microsoft or with Android, whereas with Apple, you got what Apple's going to give you and that's it. And I feel like more people have better freedom of expression and creativity um, with like Windows. That's just my idea. Um, but yeah, I like Microsoft. Like I have all their apps. I have Microsoft Office for whatever reason, not even in school anymore. Um, never, don't think I will ever type a paper. Um, I'm a Microsoft fanboy. So with you, with you standing Microsoft so hard, what do you think of the PS5 they're unveiling? Um, top of Sony's PS5. Um, yeah. I'm still trying to, you know, reserve myself because Sony hasn't really shown me anything. Um, I want to see the actual console. I think their specs is very impressive. Um, The only thing that I guess they're like, I'm very nervous about the form factor of the console because the power that's in it, hopefully they don't go with a traditional console. When you look at the Xbox Series X, it looks like a PC tower. But Right, I was gonna. Ask yeah, you when you look at that, well. it's just a PC tower. With, like, if Sony's still trying to go the traditional console route, because like even their marketing um, and the things they've been saying is more, hey, this is, it seems like a more traditional console reveal, whereas Microsoft is more, this is a reinnovation of like console gaming, whereas Sony is like we're sticking with console gaming. That's it. So I want to see how the tower is going to be. I think their their specs is mm-hmm. impressive. So like their SSD or their solid state drive, um, the technology in it is very impressive. I just wonder how expensive it's going to be in terms of like the external storage that's going to be tied to it. Are they going to? Because it's new technology. New technology is always expensive. So, um, but just for yeah. the from what I've been reading on like tech blogs and stuff, um, developers are actually loving the PS5. So, in terms of what it's going to bring um, and how easy it is to code for, so we'll see. Um, 
we'll see I, i'm definitely <laughs> gonna release my game on everything so um but yeah but it's right. probably gonna start off uh i think i mean even with the new consoles ps5 is definitely still gonna outsell xbox series so i mean that's gonna be a given ps playstation has a loyal fast fan right. base um xbox has an interesting uh fan base they have to rebuild that loyalty because after the xbox <laughs> one release um, or even the reveal people really shitted on it mm-hmm. and it's understandable i mean <laughs> it's very understandable why they did that it was it was a bad reveal and mm-hmm. i mean sony's kind of getting there right now because they have a reveal of the console and the specs right now seem don't seem as uh as great as the xbox series x so we'll see mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm just ready for new consoles <laughs> i hated this console generation to be honest Well, I do rather I enjoy a good PS4. I'm gonna try and you know stick with the PS4 and I mean, stay in my lane. hey, you got you, some <laughs> people like what they like, you know. Like I'm a, I'm getting the Xbox, I'm getting the PS4. Right. I mean, P- Xbox Series X and X. I'm getting the PS5. Mm-hmm. Got a PC and a Switch. So like, for me, do you like the Switch? The Switch is interesting. Um, it's mm-hmm. not the games aren't always for me because um, like i said i'm a competitive gamer i'm trying to get back into like single player gaming but i love the concept of the switch okay. i like that i can play it on my tv or i can take it with me i like the versatility so but in terms of the game some of the games aren't they're just not made for me and it's just like i feel like nintendo gets away with a lot of <laughs> bs because i needed Right. Because my friends were like, hey, let's get Smash. So I'm like, okay, I never played a Smash game before. And like everybody on Smash, yeah, I never played Smash. Really? Yeah, never. Uh, <laughs> this was my first time playing Smash. <laughs> and I played with uh, the girl from Animal Crossing, Isabel. So yeah, but yeah, it's my mm-hmm. first time playing Smash. But I feel like Nintendo gets away with a lot of BS. So the friend code stuff, like we're in 2020. People should be able to create their own like mm-hmm. name or gamer tag or username. And the console didn't have an Ethernet port. That could have been built at night. And Nintendo mm-hmm. doesn't do good sales either. So right. there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so with you being um considering yourself to be a competitive gamer, what game do you consider to be consider yourself to be unbeatable? Ooh, I would never say unbeatable. Um <laughs> Cause I've got my ass <laughs> handed to me multiple times. I really like fighting games. Well, when it comes to competitiveness, I just haven't found that one fighting game that I like now. Um, but the game that I would say that I've invested time and invested like money into in terms of like going to tournaments would be Dead or Alive, um, the series. I started playing that. It was on a Dreamcast. And we had the, I don't know if you remember when the games used to, the consoles used to come with the demo disc and Dead or Alive 2 yeah. Ultimate was in there. I think it was 2 Ultimate. And I played the hell out of that demo. Like it was just two characters and I was playing that faithfully. My dad would not buy me that game, but I was playing that demo faithfully. Like every day it was Helena <laughs> versus I and I was playing that game faithfully. And then Xbox came out, the original Xbox, and I got Dead or Alive 3. Mm-hmm. and then I was still young so there was no competing or even online play at the time and then Dead or Alive 4 came out 
Right. And I was, I forget how old I was. Um, but I was like playing and somebody like took me under their wings and were like, you're good. I was young. It was like, mm-hmm. these are the things you need to do to get better. And I started whipping people asses. Mm-hmm. I used to talk shit on the mic. I was that one kid on Xbox 360 that talked a lot of shit and was whipping ass. Um, and then I joined a, a group or a team of uh, gamers called KP. Well, that was Xbox mm-hmm. One. Um, I met some friends on Xbox um, with 360 and we would play together and they didn't know I was young because I never used to like talk that much. I would like send messages. So I didn't, I wasn't the one that was talking in a party or like, talking while I was playing because um, my mic was either muted and I was talking shit behind the mic. <laughs> but, um, and I met my team and they became like really good friends. And then we went to Xbox 360. I mean, Xbox, no, the end of Xbox 360. Um, they released the DOA 5 and then they actually had like a group or a team called KP or Chronic Pain and you know I joined them that's when I was like still in college and stuff like that so like gaming for me like Dead or Alive for me has been what created a lot of friendships too so I met some of my my best friend through like a fighting game that I competed in. They came to my first tournament in I think it was Raleigh. It was TFC um, Big E tournament. And they came there to support Mm me. I was like, what? We met online. This was our first time meeting. And (laughs) we met on like we started playing DOA online and we met in person. And I made top eight. That was my first tournament. I made Mm -hmm. top eight. I was like, what? So the tournament is it's on YouTube. I got my so I played. You know Sonic Fox, right? My fight with him is on on mm-hmm. YouTube, um, and I've got the next guy, Reese Two Havoc, and then made top eight. I lost because I was because they left. <laughs> Funny thing is they left before like my last game, so I was like, oh shit, I don't have my support system. I'm about to get mm-hmm. fucked up because like tournaments are nerve wracking. Um, <sighs> And people do not watch at tournaments either. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, tournaments are very nerve-wracking. That was my first tournament. I was shaking, like literally, like legit shaking up there. I'm like, God damn, I'm on, I'm on TV. People are watching me on stream, and then you got these people sitting in the audience. And but yeah, I would definitely say right. DOA has created a lot of friendships. It has brought the more competitive nature out of me, and I just love, love that game. So, yeah. So you be putting your um, creative gaming process on YouTube? Top up for like the games that I play or? The games that you play and your like your whole creative process as far as um, your storylines and characters. And I didn't think about that. It was a good idea. (laughs) You know, I I actually (laughs) may just do that because that's a really good concept. Just create like you know, the little YouTube series of the process. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's dope. See, yeah. I have to hire you. Come on, marketing genius. <laughs> I'm a <laughs> but yeah, uh, I actually didn't think about that. So yeah, I'm definitely probably gonna consider that. Think about. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. I have to buy me a new computer. But yeah, uh, YouTube. I mean, with corona going on yeah but i mean youtube is a really good place to do that even with twitter i have a lot of followers on twitter that 
actually be messaging me hey what about this game or what about this or what about this piece of technology so i'm working on some things i just got to put it out there so i'm i'm to say i'm procrastinate i'm a perfectionist and it's probably one of my biggest flaws mm-hmm. so eventually i get up there eventually i'll announce a youtube channel i mean i have one but there's nothing on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i have a banner and all that <laughs> so but yeah definitely going to just, it's going to happen um it's for me it's just what makes sense and right now i think timing wise i don't think it makes sense for me. well it could make sense but i just do it and people would definitely watch it it's just i'm perfectionist and i wanted to be perfect i wanted to be yeah. a certain way and and it right. won't be, be i just know i am because i'm very nitpicky too so right. like, <laughs> like oh this isn't right this isn't right so mm-hmm. it's my fault that it's there's no youtube channel or there's a YouTube channel. There's no content. There's like one video on there, and that's me playing Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> and that was like last year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's yeah, definitely gonna there. be definitely gonna get somewhere. It'll We're get there. It. We're gonna manifest it. <laughs> so who do you think has has the better phone, Samsung? <sighs> so. <laughs> Long I have both. <laughs> um, wow! Because really? I own every okay. well, I guess every platform. I would say every phone, every ecosystem, every platform I've been a part of. Um, so even with Windows Phone, I, I had a Windows Phone. Okay. That was my first smartphone. I was like, I'm not getting a smartphone unless it's something made by Microsoft. Um, and then I switched over to <laughs> I want to say Android was my next one. Then I got an iPhone. Um, but here's the thing I think Samsung has the better ideas in terms of this is where the next wave of phones is going or this is where technology is going or you know Android um, but Apple always swoops in and perfect it um, so you can win like every time so <laughs> that's just what anything like Apple swoops in perfect it Samsung announces it this is what we're doing this is what the next wave of phones is going to go but Apple was coming in right behind them. Hey, this is, right. you know, Samsung said this, but this is how we're going to do it and we're going to perfect it. And that's one thing I like about Apple. But one thing I like about Android is it gives me the freedom of expression in terms of creativity. I, it's, it feels like my phone. When I use an iPhone, I feel like I'm locked into an ecosystem right. that Apple controls. Um, but when I'm on Samsung or on an Android, I think. I have that freedom of doing what I want to do. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Samsung is the best phone maker. I would, there's this company called OnePlus that makes some of the best phones out there. Um, and they're Android, but they make the best phones in terms of like the technology behind it, the screen quality. They're Are they Chinese American based? based or? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, OnePlus <laughs> is awesome. Um, HTC kind of fell off the map. LG, uh, but yeah, Samsung is definitely the <laughs> the most popular. So I would definitely say uh, Apple is good too. I don't know. That's a hard question. It's more of a preface thing because I prefer because you like Snapchat, right? Yeah, but like Snapchat both, on though. Android is as where Snapchat on. I've, it's not even the camera quality it's more so yeah. the coding whoever the coders are 
for Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I guess they don't. I guess it's so many different like devices they have the code for and different camera cameras. Whereas with the iPhone, you know what you're getting. With Android, when it comes to coding, I guess you probably don't know. You have the code for like make sure your code is scaling, scalable to different platforms, multiple platforms. Um, but the apps on Apple, they work. Sometimes on Android, I'm getting so frustrated. Like, baby, let me tell you. Sometimes those apps either <laughs> they're buggy, they? they're glitchy, or like I have to force close. And I mean, granted, yeah, it's yeah. annoying. Like I was on the Best Buy app the other day and it kept I guess it's probably because so many people are trying to use the app because of the corona but mm-mm, it's so annoying but yeah so with this new creative project forming and um, picking up hey where can people come to support your um, union <laughs> Um, so with everything, everything will be talked about on my Twitter. So, um, my Twitter is at IMCJ, which says CEE underscore J. Um, I'm really trying to get just CJ. There's somebody on Twitter that just has just CJ and they don't even use Twitter. Uh-huh. So I'm going to check that today <laughs> and see if they still have it. Cause if not, I'm going to swoop that swoop in and get that shit. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, I am CJ and then I have my um, website which is imcj.com that's c-e-e-j.com and I'm going to be using that more because that platform when I first started out my first website it was more so I'm going to be using this blog to write more inspirational pieces where people are like talk about my personal life and it's kind of been evolving it went from that to mm-hmm. still doing that but also writing news but now it's more so and then it went from that to like posting pictures because I do photography also and now it's going to be evolving again because I had another page uh-huh. it's called Tech of course I mean I still have it up um, but mm-hmm. I feel like I know how I am and I'm always on my personal Twitter page so it's harder for me to like actually get on that page and like post shit like people come to me personally and want me to post stuff so um, but yeah imcj.com I am uh, Twitter's at IMCJ underscore uh, IMCEJ underscore J rather. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have right now. Eventually, a website will be coming soon. I have to name like the company for my game and stuff, um, which will be named okay. like closely to what my grandmother's show was, which was love and charity. Um, so it'll be like it's in honor of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming really, really soon. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So with that being said, we're gonna switch up gears now. Switch up questions and the different. Um, okay. They're not gonna be tech based. <laughs> but this question starts off: What does your so commitment look like to you? What does millennial, millennial commitment commitment, commitment as in what? <laughs> <laughs> like as in what does our generation like? Oh, I um, look like. I guess now the millennial commitment is more so. Ooh, how do I answer this? Um, I guess everybody wants to do their own thing. Um. 
uh, my dad mm-hmm. is calling me um everybody wants to do their own thing and i guess mm-hmm. when it comes to if we talk about relationships so i can talk it from that perspective because I, I don't know which angle to take this from um I guess millennials I guess me myself is when it comes to commitment I think it's important to you know be there be loyal but also communicate um, there's a lot of people me myself included that you know I, sometimes I suck at communication I, I'll be honest I'll, I'll go to you in a, in a heartbeat <laughs> um but when it comes to commitment, I think it's important to like let people know, hey, this is you know where we're at and where I want to go. But loyalty is definitely important. And if I don't feel that you're loyal, and this is probably where the ghosting come from, I don't feel like I need to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just tell you bye. Um, but when it comes to commit, like being committed and being like dedicated to a person or even just a project, like I'm dedicated to this project, it's gonna get done. Um, I think a lot of people like that. I think a lot of people like being able to. Um, you know stand up and tell people hey this is what I'm doing and actually get to it there's a lot of people nowadays that you know want handouts or different things like that and I feel like I don't I feel like I'm not answering this question <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know how to answer it um, but I feel like you know right now we're in that phase of you know people are trying to figure out what they really want I mean, there's a lot of millennials that's still trying to figure out, you know, their passions and what direction they really want to go in life. So sometimes that do affect how committed you are to something. Because I'll be honest, even with work, when somebody asks me to do something and I'm not committed to it, I'm not going to put my energy into it. And that's just how relationships are. Like, if it's something that I don't want to do, if I'm just (laughs) there for, I guess, quote unquote, a quickie, I'm not about to give you my time. Like, you may want something and I want something different. Like, I mean, I'm gonna communicate that with you, but uh, and there's a lot of people. I think communication is a big part of like where the commitment is. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I definitely think you have a good outlook on commitment and when it comes to our generation and what is going on right now, as far as like us living with yeah. social media and connecting to oh, okay no. <laughs> I think you're in the right place <laughs> but this brings me to the next question is suffering an important suffering part what? of being human yes um, an important part of I'm being very human. I guess uh, spiritual in a way or like you know um, I grew up, I wouldn't say I grew up in a church, but I, um, church was a big part of my life as I got older or like God was a big part of my life. I won't just say church because, right. you know, church can be fickle, but God is a big part of my life. And mm-hmm. sometimes you do have to, I wouldn't call it like just suffering, but sometimes you do have to go through like your trials and your tribulations to build you, to make you stronger, to make you, you know, because like you go through something you get through that and that breakthrough moment um is very important and i think a lot of people now Mm -hmm. do not like to suffer 
a lot of people do not like to go through things and it happens we're human we're not going to always feel like 100 we're not going to always feel things are going to go we should you know things are not going to always go our way we have to go through the emotions i mean we're human we're emotional beings um so we're going to go through those emotions but when you get past that or when you get over that or when you get through that when you're walking through the wilderness like are you gonna you know give up you should never give up when you think about i guess i'm going back to the bible the children of israel um when they spent like 400 i think it was like 400 years in the wilderness um they had to keep going and to get to the promised land and i mean your promised land may take a few years may take you know a few days you know everybody's journey is different um so like that suffering those moments are for you and i don't want to just call it suffering i wanted to say that those are periods of uh of being in that place of pavilion and being in a place of like solitude where you can think for yourself what's going to be next and how am i going to get through my trials and tribulations to be you know a better person to get to that uh that place where i want to be even if it's spiritually mentally financially like you have to do certain things sometimes to get to get the money for a computer you have to go to work and like i don't want to be at work but i have to go through this just to kind of get to where i need to be <laughs> right um even with relationships or even with like like projects or passion projects or anything like that you have to go through something to get somewhere i'll i would definitely say that's 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 an important piece we have to be able to suffer and that's long suffering is a, is a fruit of the spirit so you have it in you to go through it it's just can you control the person the human side of yourself or the person and just like i'm gonna make it no matter what because us as humans we we feel like oh this is hard i'm never gonna get through this but i was i'm very big on like god will never put more on me than i can bear I mean, sometimes it feels hard. Sometimes like, God, I mean, you say you won't put more on me than I could bear. This thing is getting hard when you're going to take it off me. But he won't. He will never let me fail. And I won't fail because I was created in the light of uh, perfection. I was created in the light of, you know, being great and being a peculiar person. And being, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah that's, that's what I believe. Yay. We have to go through to get to greatness. <laughs> you better drop these yeah. gems for the listeners. <laughs> but this, the next question is: Should prisoners with full life sentences be given the chance to end their life rather than live um, their days locked up? So I'm, I'm very, like, I would definitely say, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's it's a tough question. I I guess <laughs> choices should always be in people's hands, and like that person's life should be in there. But like when it comes to somebody's like in prison for life, I mean they can possibly find. I, I guess I don't know how people ex- like the experiences in prison, but I guess some people find like God in prison. Um, so and then some people yeah i'm pretty sure some people do commit suicide um so that choice of life and death is always in someone's in your own hands no matter if you're in prison or not so i mean that choice is in their hands i guess 
I don't think right. the the government or anybody or should have the decision to say this person needs to die um, just because they're life in prison. Like they don't have that decision to make for that person. Um, so that's all I can really say on that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Still a good response. Still a very good response. And the next question is: At what point does striving for a better life um, from healthy? I definitely say when health. you're not getting enough sleep. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Even with this project I'm working on, like when I feel like I'm not getting enough sleep, that's when it becomes unhealthy. Because even with the streaming stuff, um, sometimes I have to like okay. I get off of work and then I get right on my Xbox and start streaming and. I don't take naps so I don't, yeah I don't take naps at all I should start taking naps but for some reason I just do not take naps even if I start taking a nap I wake up instantly um, I don't know why I was, and I wake up panicking for some reason <laughs> um, but yeah it does could come out healthy when you, you're not getting enough sleep you're not getting enough rest uh, when it's just like I mean things stress us out because we're human uh, but when we get stressed out to the point of no return or we get stressed out to the point we we don't know what to do or we become angry at others for no reason um that's when it's time to like kind of relax take a deep breath recollect your thoughts and go back to the drawing board or just kind of sometimes you don't always have to work on a project you know you don't always have to like i'm gonna do this today i'm gonna work 15 hours on this today i'm not gonna focus on anything else and you're not getting that sleep you're not getting like you know certain things because even and i know it's unhealthy for me but like gaming and sitting in this damn chair all the time that shit is unhealthy and <laughs> like it's probably going to be what take me takes me out of here <laughs> but like it's yeah, I can. I can get up can and I can stretch and I can do some sit ups. I can do some push ups. And I, I, you know, but that's that's probably going to be what takes me out of here. Um, but yeah, I think it's very important to like recognize the issues and once you recognize the issues, finding the steps because you can recognize the issues and never do nothing about it. Like I'm saying, like sitting down for a long time is going to be my issue, and if I don't do anything about it then that's all on me so definitely recognizing the issue and combating it and you know realizing this is what i need to do and balancing it out because if you don't have balance in your life and anything if you're just you know straddling the fence on anything it's it's unhealthy so right yeah you don't want anything to become chaotic especially for certain people like myself if things become chaotic Mm-mm. Mentally, I'll be a mess. Mm. Right. <laughs> yes. No more good. No more good. <laughs> Do you think pursuing higher academic for me? I love learning. Um. I mean, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I think with the world we live in I guess I mean for some people it is good to go to college and for other people they can learn what they need to learn on a website get a certification and make just as much money so it's you know person by person basis like I think about going back to college um, for a degree 
for a master's degree and just because I want to be in the feel of like I just want to learn I just need to be like learning again but in that setting like I, I like the college setting of learning um, but then there are some people who can go to YouTube or who can go do like a learning session online and pay whatever and you know get their certification like I can say they can make just as much money as someone who's going to get a degree in something I mean granted not like a doctor or anything because you need it you know you need a college degree and all that learning for that but when it comes to like I guess YouTube stuff um, you know even some jobs like my job has like Harvard classes that we can take for free and yeah a lot of jobs a lot of jobs actually have that stuff um, oh, wow really you can do like Harvard class some jobs will even pay like your tuition like fully mm-hmm. or give you a grant so so yeah I mean there's there's so many options out there for learning right. and pursuing like you know higher learning or you know just want to learn something new like you can go on your phone to learn how to like speak Spanish easily so so many options out there so I think everybody has that availability to, to learn and it, it is important to like learn like knowledge is power and knowledge gives you you know mm-hmm. if you lack knowledge then sometimes you can perish for certain things like you like it's important that's all I got to say learn every day learn something new read a book right. <laughs> yeah yeah go to school kid it is I yeah. remember my teacher I think it was 5th grade she was like read it will make you stupid I was like lady <laughs> yeah she was very adamant like she was like you should not be reading that much I'm like why and she was very she was I guess an important piece to the whole district at that time too so and I came from my schools were like very impoverished so mm-hmm. yeah it was very a very interesting time Well, on a note of um of love, um, do you find it easier? To I guess being the person that I am, I never, I guess, would say I hated someone. Mm-hmm. I've hated the way that you know our you know I guess relationship was, or but I never like hated someone. I'm always trying to find, I guess, mm-hmm. peace or find like a ground where you know I don't hate you, but you know. I'm cool not talking to you. I'm cool not, you know, always having to converse with you or being by your side. And that goes for like even family and friends. Um, yeah, they get on my nerve, but there's always a part of me that like, you know, has a heart for them. Um, <laughs> or even in like past relationships. I mean, well, I guess past relationship, not ships. Um, <laughs> um, there's always going to be that part of me that's like, you know, there is something that I love about you. There's some things that I dislike. I don't want to use the hate, the word hate, because hate is, I think hate includes malice. So to, to actually say you hate someone, that's very malicious. And I, I don't have the mindset of being malicious. And But there are people that are like that. There are like, when it comes to racism, they hate another person for their skin color for whatever reason. I never understood racism. I never understood the thought process of being racist. Um, like yeah that's racism is stupid i'm sorry to, to go off on a tangent but like how mm-hmm. what makes you <laughs> i never understood like the idea behind racism how why would you time. be racist towards another group of people 
like we're all, like at the end of the day we're all human <laughs> and we just have different skin complexion um you know a different traditions like my culture is different from another culture or you know we do different things even cultures and like black people within like different subsections like we do different things in within each other like racism colorism like all that shit is stupid and like humans uh, i don't know It's just something that's yeah, and it's, always been a thing in society. Always just been geared that way, and us as like us as humans and us as people are just yeah. always taking it and ran with it in different forms and different ways. And sadly, it's still it's still viewed yeah. and shown. And yeah, so many kids are like in the world today, growing up in like you, you would think by this time today, you know, their things would be different. Um, but I mean, you guys did that. People, those boomers, that uh, <laughs> that are like still teaching, you know, hate and still feel like you know the way the world is going is the wrong way. And you know, like we're trying. I guess I would say the millennials and all that we're trying to. I mean, there's still people that that's a part of this group that are hateful and stupid. Um, but we're. St- I guess we're trying to be more about equality and there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. uh don't want equality they just want to be um the one on top so they don't want to show equal love they just want to be the one on top so mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot of people out there so hate is dumb don't hate people when you listen to this if you're a hater if you hate shit if you hate people for being different fuck you exactly <laughs> yeah, I'm with TJ on that one with me. <laughs> but this goes to the last and final question. Our personal boundaries. Personal boundaries are definitely important to me. Um, one of my friends um, who passed recently, Jonas. Uh, Jonas, he was very uh, big on that. He taught me a lot about like personal boundaries and how you know it protects your peace. Because sometimes some things I do not like. And I would tell you, hey, I don't like when you do this or like, I don't like when you do that as it relates to me. Um, and people understand it. I mean, me and John just had a conversation um, about something I said to him. And he was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want you to express that towards me in that way. So I was like, OK, I respect that. And, you know, and we went on merry way and like I, I miss him so much because the conversations me and him had were very like very deep and thought thought out um every time and we just had a really good relationship and i think personal boundaries are definitely important i mean i I guess they could get in the way but at the end of the day we're all like single individuals in terms of like i'm my own human you're your own human we may be in this partnership or this relationship but I know what I need so that I know what I need out of life or you know what I need for people not to do to me or you know against me for me to stay sane for me to stay like in a state of peace and happiness so and I respect boundaries of other people so people like well I don't like when you play the music loud coming down the road okay I'll turn it down a little bit you know (laughs) things like that Um, but you know I think boundaries are important and Mm -hmm. I respect people boundaries is definitely one of the things that 
I think everybody should do. Respect others' boundaries and don't step on other people's shoes or toes just to get ahead, you know, and get in the way. I think when it comes down to it, mm-hmm. there um, people love differently. People express love differently. The people have different love languages. So I don't think it can be a hindrance of you having personal boundaries. I just think that yeah. a part of you yeah. Well, I don't know if you know my love language. language. I don't. <laughs> I think of, I like to buy things for people. <laughs> it's a process. I, I guess that's You're one. Still and who? I'm a gift giver, uh-huh. but yeah, I think I just maybe just yeah, a gift, gift giver. giver. Is it yeah. what's the other ones? I don't know all of them. Um, they are. I think I have just one. Just <laughs> yeah, get this gift and get out my face. Like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, well, I guess been in an actual relationship in like five years. So like that first relationship was just we were in college, we were dumb and we didn't have money. So (laughs) that was my first relationship. Dumb, young and in love (laughs) and broke. (laughs) Well, now that you're older yeah when like I now older, you know the person I'm conversing with and I bought them something you know, I try to but you know buy, I want to buy them something every now and then like that's how mm-hmm. I express you know hey you know but Miss Corona is kind of messing things up so we, we, we're just gonna we're just gonna be chilling for now <laughs> mm-hmm. right for everyone Well, CJ, I really enjoyed conversing with you and talking Yeah, about thank you process. so much for having me. Like I said, it should be like a year or two before this is finished, but it'll, it'll get done. Of course. Hello. Okay. Woo. Okay. Yeah, next podcast, so I'm about to be recorded, you know. Okay. Oh, you feel real special right now. Come on. I feel real special all the time. You feel all the time as you should. You're right. So special, so special. <laughs> this is a special moment for you, not for me. <laughs> okay. If you say so. That's what we know. That's what we know. Are you ready to get these good questions started? This interview started, Micah. I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question number one: What's the first tattoo you ever got? And if you don't have any, do you want to get one? The first tattoo I ever got is on my right forearm, and it was my first name in Hebrew. Michael. Are oh, you fancy? I mean, you know, I had to start. If I was going to put anything on my body, it had to be, you know, some kind of thing for <laughs> Mm. You know, so mm. my name is a Hebrew name. For those it is. That don't know. Um, what gave you that inspiration? Um, uh, the fact that um, I felt like you know, 
my name was Hebrew, so it meant, you know, it actually meant something. So, uh, Mike in the Bible was a prophet, so, I mean, you know. Out of all the tattoos that you have, which one do you love the most? Which one do I love the most? Probably between my sunflower. It's hard, right? Right. Especially when you have so many. Okay. I said my sunflower. (laughs) Why? Um, because I love flowers and um, my nickname is Sunshine and it's just really kind of like my thing, you know? Sunflowers kind of brighten up my day when I see them. So. Mm-hmm. I love sunflowers too. They're my favorite. Question number two. How do you process grief? Um, How do I process grief? I cry and then I get over it. I cry, I help it, and I get over it. I'm a cancer, so, you know, I kind of... I don't think you necessarily get over grief. I just think you find ways to deal with it. In your day to day, give me an example. What would you consider grief? Um, you know, losing someone very close to you, and then figuring out how to make it, knowing that that person you're never going to see that person again. That person's never going. You're never going to have a conversation with that person again. Nope, I get over it because see, that's that's what we do. So I agree with what I said. I'm glad I asked you to clarify that because. I agree with what I said the first time. <laughs> I got over it. Like, we all, you know, and this is something I just, I kind of know, you know, I just, I mean, we all should know this for some reason, but hey, it just really, it fits with me. We all even at some point in time. Um, and my spiritual beliefs, you know, I just believe, uh, I don't believe <laughs> it. This is uh, it's a goodbye, you know. It's like, well, mm-hmm. see you later. It's not a goodbye. So to see you later, like that person's time is down here or whatever. Cool, be you know. See you later. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like. So because of your um, your religious and ancestral views, you have a different outlook on grief. Or your more say your spiritual beliefs. Yeah, and, and, and personal experience with it. Mm-hmm. First, yeah, spiritual beliefs, yeah. And just that in a combination with my permanent friends. So, you know, I have a lot of people, you know, pretty close to me. And, uh. Do you feel like they're often still connected with you? Yeah, that's why I'm not, you know, like all the time, so. That's why I said, you know, even probably it. more so like when they cross over than when they're here. <laughs> because that, then, you know, I think they're more kind of available and ready to you, you know, like in the drop of a dime, but we just, we're not sensitive and aware enough to be, you know, um, be able to acknowledge their presence. Right. So, if you had to marry the last person you had a sexual experience with, would you and why or why not? 
Yeah, I would. And because the last person that I had a special experience with, I said a sexual experience. Oh, I thought you said special experience. No. Ooh, but that just changed the whole sexual. Thing. Okay, that was a whole <laughs> new question. Okay, run it back. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> you better answer wisely. No, hell no. <laughs> nah, nah. Because um just cultural differences. <laughs> A cultural gap, as we like to say. <clears throat> Is there a person you can think of right now that you would give your heart to? Mm. Got you caught up. Um, do you care to share the person or hell no is that too intimate hell (laughs) but with this person being in your mind would you act on it what would you do about it the same thing I'm doing now which is going with the flow and letting life happen, bro. <laughs> I want to know who it is. <sighs> don't they all? Don't they all? <laughs> Next question. Family reunion. Your aunts get into a fight because they find out they are sleeping with the same man. Whose side are you taking? Moment, and I know that <laughs> video moment that's, that's money, that's payable. So, <laughs> so, you wouldn't help neither of your aunts? They grown, they older than me. I'm staying out of grown folks' business, even if you're seeing one getting jumped by your cousins, too. You didn't say all of that. Why I'm, you just all saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, that it, wasn't it varies. Question. But it varies. This question well, is very open. Anything can happen in a fight. And you're just saying that right. you wouldn't help your aunt at all. Either of them. Why you would just I, record. Why should I why should I hop in and stop my auntie from fighting each other? Who side am I gonna take? If they wanna fight, they grown ass women. They more grown than I am. And shit, the way I see it, they done been here long enough. So if they fighting and if they feel like they got to fight for a reason, shit, it's got to be a good reason. So shit, who am I to get in between that? That's the other people's problem. They always want to get in and fuck people shit up. Nah, uh-uh. 
want to go fuck this I up. thought you were I all about family. What happened? I am about family. <laughs> I'm about family, and I'm about fighting, too. Shit. <laughs> fuck, ain't nothing wrong with We're not about blood. fighting family. Yeah. Look. Ain't nothing wrong with it. The family can fight, okay? They just got to make up and love each other at the end of the day. Shit. You don't, uh... You have you a point. How you expect... How you expect not how you expect not to fight fight with your family, you know what I'm saying? They the closest people to you. You get into it with other people, you know what I'm saying? And I'm sure <laughs> uh some of us have been in situations where we've been like, I don't know, like cool with people and like we thought we were like real great, the rest of friends, but then once you get to spending too much time with each other mm-hmm. and they you know what I'm saying, you get to feeling like, Okay, bitch, I can fight you too, shit. <laughs> so I mean it is course, what it is know, and it is what it's gonna be. Even that much more so, you know, with family, especially if they, you know, they want the best for you. That's gonna be a lot of opinions. Mm. But I um, still wouldn't record them though. I sure not would. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Name one thing you do for yourself to maintain self-love. <sighs> One thing that I do, that's just so many things. Uh, Pick one, Micah. <laughs> Put it myself first. <laughs> and how do you do that in your daily life? Um, if I don't feel like doing it, <laughs> if I don't feel it, if I ain't feeling it, it won't get done. Yeah, just say no to it, no? Say no to it, yay. Okay. If uh, if God don't do it, it man, won't get it done. Won't it it won't get done. Mm. What is one thing you always wanted to tell someone but didn't have the guts to do it? Could you see yourself doing it today? Mm. <laughs> there ain't nothing that I've ever. <laughs> wanted to tell anybody that I've never had to go, not to tell anybody it, it's been the opposite uh, it's been more of not <laughs> telling people you won't you won't tell me who you would give your heart to you don't have the guts to say that that's not I don't have the guts to tell you it's just none of your business no <laughs> alright miss mama see <laughs> the difference there <laughs> mm. What, okay, yeah, but as far as me not having the guts to tell somebody something, you know, or you know, something that would be on my mind and me not, you know, expressing myself, usually expressing it a lot, I might hold back a little bit at first and give you a chance. I might, you know, but usually I'm quick to get you right. Like, I just, you know, it's just certain ways, hey, look. You can you can deal and you can you can handle everybody up a certain way. You can talk to them and deal with them how you want to, you know. But I'm completely different. And if you can't fuck with me, you know what I'm saying. If you can't make that one exception for me, just stay away from me because I more than likely you know you'll get hurt being around me if you end up disrespecting me. So uh, me holding my my tongue back. Uh, for, <laughs> for for lack of you know, kahunas. 
When was the last time you talked to God or what you consider to be a higher power? This morning. Um, Really, it's like. Do you consider it to be a daily routine for you? That's not even a daily routine. It's like a a routine is something that you, I feel like, like, routine is something you put on my schedule. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is. This is just an ongoing relationship. Right. You know, God is always with you, so it ain't never. Uh, I might set a little bit of time to be a little bit more personal, but it's never. Uh, you call on them whenever you need them, man. You can call on them whenever you need them. Not even need them. I mean, or just you want to talk to him. He always there. Yeah, you ain't got nobody to talk to. Like that's the. That's the creator, you know what I'm saying? If, if you, if that's your belief, that's the creator of everything. So right. why would you not spend most of your time? You see what I'm saying? I mean, if you really want to come up in this world, <laughs> why would you not spend most of your time dealing with the being that created it, know everything? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's the ultimate boss. <laughs> that's why I'm saying like turn to a man for what? Like why you put your faith and trust into a man? Like God created that man. Like man got a little bit of power that God gave so man I'll go to his bar the big man upstairs okay <laughs> describe a creative date you would take someone on ah oh, shit man woo man damn <laughs> you just asked me a creative date man oh man I gotta calm my mind down my mind went racing man I could think of Thousand different things we could do. <laughs> a creative day. Um, just one. Right. I just have to really, and I have to just really calm it down. It got to be a day too. <laughs> and they gotta go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything <laughs> I can. Creative day. A creative day for me, we'll do some wild shit. You know, we're gonna go like, um, I don't want to, we're gonna go on like, explore, you know what I'm saying? Like, out in the like, wilderness for real. Like, we can go like, hiking for real. There ain't gonna be no people around and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I'd probably, date night would be like camping, you know what I'm saying? Like, us out in the woods and shit. Probably go out fishing or some shit. Like, not around nobody. I don't want to fuck around. I don't want it to be like a <laughs> family like campground and shit or a little fake park people don't mm-hmm. like, go out woods and shit. Man, <laughs> really good. <laughs> and get rugged. Oh, you wanna be on some broke back pipe. Bye. Yeah. Well, I'm a country boy, so that you are. <laughs> Next question. You got to catch frogs together in the swamp. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Firefly. <laughs> Beyonce. Beyonce fires her whole team and just brought you on as her new stylist a day before a prestigious award show. What designer are you putting her in and why? Do 
still got to be Beyonce. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You thought. I'm going to hook up with Erica Badu's, uh, Erica Badu's design, her style team, and everything. Huh? Yeah, like... <laughs> Why are you making her into... <laughs> Huh? Why are you giving her those vibes? Because she's a witch. <laughs> and it'll really show if man uh, Beyonce Beyonce, man. She she witchy for real, so she just gave me witchy vibes. She gave me like her energy is just very kind she of like, ease by you. <laughs> yeah, she got a real kind uh, I feel like kind of sweet, kind of personality to her, mm-hmm. but like a real dark side, you know, that can flip on like real quick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck your shit up, you know? <laughs> I feel like I'd be nervous, you know what I'm saying? Like, being around Beyonce. I'm just like, she just, I don't know. You a witch, you know magic, you know what I'm saying? People just, you know when people ooze magic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, just, you know what I'm saying? You know when people are dibble and dabble in the art. And, Miss Yonce, I mean, them vibrations and really energies. Look how people, look how she got people crazy over her. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. that ain't natural. That's not natural. That's supernatural. I mean, Michael so, Jackson had that came that same type of pool. Um, yeah, but Michael Jackson's was a little. Uh, his was authentic. I felt his like. was authentic. His, and yeah, you don't think like, Beyonce's is authentic? Um, Beyonce's has been, um, very, 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 very well crafted over the years. I mean, you, you know could say the same Jackson, for Michael Jackson. You could say the same for Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson, I felt like, had great talent <laughs> naturally. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I still, I feel like there's a difference between, I'm not saying Beyonce don't have, you know, she's not, she ain't got great talent. <laughs> but when I feel like there's a difference between like uh, God gifted innate like talent mm-hmm. and you perfecting you see what I'm saying what you do you see what I'm saying and you could be good at something and you could be really good at something and um, you could be really good at something and be second best to somebody that is just good at it naturally because they were just born to do it and you have to practice your motherfucking ass off you see what I'm saying so I feel like it's a difference and in the two <laughs> I mean we people like people we we compare Beyonce to Michael Jackson because that's really um I feel like maybe the only largest artist that can really compare but uh, we really can't compare I don't like uh, uh, I don't know <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Like, is, is Beyonce, she can dance and stuff like that, but is Beyonce coming up with her own dances? Like, is she choreographed for her own shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, Michael, when I look at Michael or whatever, I think, like, wasn't Michael choreographing all of his own shit? I mean, he, he had been doing that since he was a kid. You know, like, that's something that was, like, like kind of, like, just always kind of in him, God-gifted innate. Mm. Beyonce learned to dance. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like you can really build onto yourself and add onto yourself and add on and become great. 
But then I feel like you could just be born great. And I feel like Michael Jackson was one of these people that was just born great. <laughs> He's a born great. Sorry. <laughs> you know? The, the beehive are going to want to hang me. They are. For it, but they hey. are. But <laughs> we're going to move on. This is the last and the bonus <laughs> question. Do you deem yourself to be a good communicator? Um, I deem myself to be a decent communicator. I mean, everybody. Expand on that for me. (laughs) Decent. Decent. I say decent because, um, um, to be a good communicator and to be effective, you have to use words. And for me, that word comes second nature to me. You know, like, uh, my first thing is emotion, you know, my mm-hmm. feelings, and those come off pretty strong. I mean, you you will feel them if you, people will tell you, you know, if you're around me, when my mood changes, you'll feel it. So, uh, I had to realize, you know, Micah, you got to use words to talk to people, and got to use words to talk to people and express yourself before you even get, you know, to a point where you feel, you know, uh, aggravated or upset. Because a lot of the times, because I wasn't expressing myself, I didn't feel like I was really being heard and understood. Right. So you didn't give people, I didn't give people a chance, you know? Mm-hmm. So do you feel like there are some places in, in that section of your life where you can improve? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I just explained, <laughs> you know, what the issue was. So I think I. I think I've been working on it. <laughs> You've been working on it, honestly. But, yeah, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, I've come a long way, trust. <laughs> Man, shit. You would have met me a year or two years ago. You would have been like, ugh. Mm. God, I was real rough around the edges. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was so rough around the edges a year or two years ago, man. I walked past, steal and cut it, man. Slice it in half. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, boy. Oh. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I enjoyed you. Thank you so much. And after we get off of here, I'm probably going to call you back. Okay, well, thank you so much for, um, I would say having me, but it really has been you know, your honor, so. (laughs) Okay. With that being said, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening in and joining in on Mini Badu. This is Chris.NoTucker. Please check back every week for new episodes. Thanks again, guys.